2: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com
1: happy red friday we have finally made it we have to get through one more day I I feel like this should be the day off because nobody's focusing at work today.
3: (laughs) Nobody cares. (laughs) You get that feeling, don't you, that it's just it's all everybody's sliding through all of the water cooler talk today. Anywhere within like 100 miles of here is going to be about one thing and one thing only.
1: Yes. uh, And we are going to go further into it. We've got plenty of guests coming up today. We're Super Bowl trivia we can get to later. Just uh, knock on wood. I should probably not say these words out loud. This is kind of the thing going on today.
3: Yes. Oh, Unless I've sure. missed
1: something major.
3: No, Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's a little bit of nibbling around the edges from the political world, but you know what? <laughs> but, but who cares? Why am I am not in the mood for that? <laughs> yeah, right. I know. <laughs> exactly. It's like, let's talk politics on the Friday no. before the Super
1: Bowl. That'll be great. <laughs> no, words I've never said. Let's talk politics, I think, are words under, I've never said. Under, under any under circumstances. Under circumstances. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. Do we have a special guest with us yet, we, or are we yeah, still we working do. to get him on the no, line? No, no, no.
3: He's here. He's been here since, uh, I mean, since we. We ask uh, one of our absolute favorite people on the planet, not to mention one of the just encyclopedic uh, sports brains in this building. And there are several of them, but Jay Binkley, always such a pleasure to have you with us from 610 Sports. Welcome in. Hey, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. It's, it's a little bit of stuff going on, a little bit of stuff going on,
4: but kind of uh, what's been going on for uh, four the last five years, <laughs> or at least <laughs> even when they've lost in the AFC title game yeah. two of these last six years, but that means still going almost to the end.
3: Well, that, and that's great too, because it gave us somebody to to root yeah. against, yeah. you know, you have that automatically built in. Let's let's just get a kind of an overview from you of the X's and O's going into this game. Tell us about uh, a little bit about injuries, about what we're going to see out of the San Francisco 49ers. Just what are you looking at and what are you going to be watching for on Sunday?
4: Well, the biggest injury is Joe Tooney on the offensive line. It's a, it's a guard. First team uh, all pro. That's going to be something to watch. Nick Allegretti stepped in for him last game. Did a great job, which I think Nick Allegretti could start for a lot of teams in the NFL. Jerick McKinnon, we'll see today if he's it's not trending very well. He just came came off the IR and will be put on it. But Tooney's the big one. I mean, that's that's the big one to watch. she Rice got stepped on yesterday. Uh, Andy Reid says he's fine. He's got to play. I mean, they, they've got to have she Rice in this game. But, uh, you know, San Francisco, you know, got a lot of run for their defense last year. The defense this year, good at points against. But Chiefs defense has been better. And I think that's the story. Because last year, the Chiefs defense didn't get much respect. They were number two in the NFL in sacks. They did not give up a sack to the third most uh, sack uh, leading team ever. The Eagles last year had the third most sacks ever in the NFL. Chiefs didn't allow one, and they wore it the parade. Zero sacks allowed. They took it to heart, the offensive line. So, defense, I think, is better in Kansas City. The quarterback's better in Kansas City. Head coach is better in Kansas City. Uh, the 49ers do have good skill positions. They are pretty good at putting points up on the board with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, their wide receivers, and of course, Christian McCaffrey, the electric running back.
1: Is there um, an advantage for the chiefs just by virtue of the fact that many of these same people have been here before? Yeah, I think so. You know,
4: Niners have some guys left over from that Super Bowl, uh four years ago. Uh, you know, Bose is still out there and and Debo Samuel and, and they got experienced players in the NFL, but yeah, I think it helps the chiefs. They're good. They're good with their routine. Nothing surprises them. The 49ers have been complaining about everything. They were complaining about the field conditions at UNLV because the, Field was grass put on top of turf. They didn't like that. And people naturally like, hey, this is not fair. The Chiefs get to practice in the Raiders facility. Well, they switch every year. Last year, the Philadelphia Eagles practiced at the Arizona Cardinals facility, which is very nice. And the Chiefs practiced at Arizona State. Still nice, but not as nice as the Cardinals. So this, this happens. Then the fire alarm went off at the uh, 49ers team motel, and they were complaining about that it
3: wasn't me I didn't pull the thing out what, did what it was well, that
4: come on but this happens everywhere this is this is a, a high school prank that happens <laughs> everywhere <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but they were complaining
4: They wake up like 10 or 15 minutes early than they normally do
3: yeah so. right yeah it's not like those guys are sleeping yeah. in until 11 every day yeah. uh you take us through you know i want to stay with the injuries for one last thing though just to allay some fears because i know that chris jones's name and isaiah pacheco's name were both on the injury report yeah. they were full they practiced all day yesterday everything's fine yeah,
4: expect them to go expect the 100 because the pacheco that last week he kind of wondered okay you know He's banged up a little bit, but these guys, these guys will be ready to go.
3: Everybody is, though. I mean, this point in
4: the season. Yeah, you get to this point and you go. Yeah. Tooney's the, the 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 big one to watch. And McKinnon coming off the IR. He gets, you know, not play. And to, Tooney's the big one to watch, too. That's probably the biggest.
1: So today's the last practice, right? They don't practice on Saturday?
4: They'll do some walkthroughs and everything, okay. I'm sure, just to kind of Just kind of get the feel for the game. But uh, they did most of their practicing in Kansas City, to be honest with you. They got most of their value. Andy Reid even said that. I mean, I know that they're practicing. You know, once they get out there to Las Vegas, but for all intents and purposes, the big practices for this team was done in Kansas City.
3: Well, the Chiefs have been on that field before. I mean, you know, playing against the Raiders. So that's not never lost on that field. before, Right. That's right. So they're, uh, you know, again, they'll get a little bit. But will each team have the ability to to walk that field or is there too much going on during Super Bowl week for them to get out there?
4: Probably too much going on and they want to keep the field, you know, pristine and everything else. So I, I don't assume that they'll. They'll be on that field beforehand,
3: and it's it's the field itself is grass that they grow outside and then they wheel in.
4: Yeah, and for UNLV when they play there, because they play their home games there too, they bring in turf, so they slide in a different uh, a different form. So that's that's how advanced Wild. we are at this point.
1: <laughs> so there's talk of this being the dynasty that they win this year. In fact, I think Travis Kelsey said that 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 you win this year and now we're the dynasty. Too much pressure in that, or is it good pressure? I think they're it's good pressure. I think they're in the middle of
4: it now. I mean, you have been to four out of five Super Bowls in a row and who knows where it stops. I mean, I don't think anybody's expecting it to stop. And, you know, people are wondering, you know, I mean, Chiefs fans are out in Vegas and how many, it's like, how much money can people have continuously and go to the Super Bowl last year against the Eagles or go to the one four years ago against uh, the Niners? It starts becoming expensive to go to so many Super Bowls. And it, it's different if you look at it and say, all right, this might be the last one. This might be the last one, but nobody feels that way. No. Because they feel Mahomes will be there whether it's in two years or three years or maybe next year. And that's where you get. So I think they know they're in the middle of a dynasty. If they win this one, there will be all that talk about the repeating. That'll be a very common topic next year. Cause eight teams have repeated. Um eight times there's been a repeat, but seven teams have done it. Pittsburgh's done it twice. But obviously if you win two in a row, then everybody's going to be talking about three in a row. And that's, Can it be done?
3: That's not happened yet. Right? Can there, it be done? That's never been yeah, done. There's never been one.
4: So that'll be the topic next year. And I think that'll be more pressure. I, I don't think,
3: th- I think they're kind of pressure free this year because nobody expected this. Yeah.
4: They saw them play and all the drops they had during the middle of the year and did not expect to see this at the end.
3: Well that's it's exactly you beat me to it. That's exactly where I wanted to go was the fact that you know when you've been there four out of five and you know you've won a couple of Super Bowls and you're looking for you know to for Super Bowl win number 3 just in this run alone. Um you, t- you start talking about motivation. You know what do they have what does this team have left to prove? And I think if you went back to the middle of this season, I mean how quickly we forget, right? That that a lot of people had written the Chiefs off and they're like, "Oh, it's over. They're losing games and you know, the losing games they should win." These guys can't do it anymore. And all of a sudden, they find themselves back in the Super Bowl. Is that motivation enough to say, you know what? You guys all told us we couldn't do this. Not only are we here, but we're going to take the thing home. I think so. I think also embracing the role of villain.
4: You saw an opening night. Well, he's <laughs> being booed. And he's not used yeah, to that. Right. You know, they, the Chiefs got booed because people are tired of seeing them lose. Now, granted, there was a lot of Niners fans there. The Raiders fans, you know, because it's in their city. Obviously, the Raiders fans don't like the Chiefs either at this point. But they've embraced being the villain. Even Mahomes said, hey, I can be the villain they want me to be. And if you're the villain, it means you keep winning. Yeah. So I think they've embraced that as a whole, that uh, they they are the villain in the National Football League. I think it does mean more to them. I think, you know, some of the guys said, you know, this Super Bowl means more to them than other Super Bowls. And I think because everybody wrote them off, because there's probably not a lot of people in this town that went to their water cooler at work on a Monday and didn't say, man, this Chiefs team, they just don't have it. Yeah. This offense is not good enough to win a Super Bowl. It's just not there. We, you know, take your lumps this year. You know, we can't be good every single year. But that probably happened because I know nationally it did. People gave up on the Chiefs, the Chiefs. You know, they're still going to win the division or make the postseason. But last but, year, there were people who didn't even think they'd make the playoffs. Yeah, Because remember, before the year starts, so always the Chargers are going to win the division. Right.
1: How's the team doing with the distractions this week? We don't need to name them all, but how's everybody doing?
4: I think good. I, you know, they're staying, you know, 20, 25 miles away. Lake Las Vegas so they're kind of staying away from the the strip and everything that goes on there and the distractions and the media goes out to the team hotel there and meets them there but I I think they're okay I think that they've uh been able to kind of eliminate uh the distractions that happen at the Super Bowl by being just so far away just kind of and this team likes that stuff I mean I think they like being in Buffalo together when they're just kind of together at the hotel and go play and in Baltimore and you kind of break away and you're not in Kansas city where there's so many, because you can have more distractions almost at home than you have away. Now, clearly there's the, you know, getting your friends and family tickets and those kind of things. But when you're playing at home, You've got aunts and uncles and cousins and moms and dads and in-laws and everything coming in for the game and wanting to see you and talk to you. So there could be a lot of distractions even playing at home more so than on the road. I've heard a lot
3: of that this week, that that this team, more than some other teams in the past here in town and more than some other teams that have had success, that when they are out on the road, they turn inward, that, that they are you know, locking arms and yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, it's us against the world, let's go ahead and do this thing. How much of that is Andy?
4: i think a lot of it i think it's the same strategy why he's been so good during bye weeks he just got he's just, <laughs> yeah, got, the, he's just yeah. got the
3: sense about the players when they need
4: time when they don't be themselves when they when they be a disciplined team when they show their personality and when the you know get the work you and know, just, have your fun and yet get the work and always make that the priority and this team is has always been on point and we saw because that, of him.
3: Yeah, and we saw that directly with him, not yep. only and Patrick, but him and Travis so yep. far this year, where he, you know, a couple of times kind of took him by the shoulder and said, hey, hey, you know, bring it down a little bit. You were still here. We're still a team.
4: But uh, they're dealing with it, you know, the yeah, whole Taylor yeah. Swift thing and, and, and you know, all the commercials they're on and, you know, people nationally not liking them and, you know, Saturday Night Live in the offseason and stuff like that. But they, they've had a lot of distraction, but they're handling it. I know you mentioned. Like
3: I know you mentioned the offensive line and the injury to Joe Tooney. What are you going to be watching for? What matchup in particular are you going to be watching for when the Chiefs are on offense and when San Francisco's on offense? Uh, San Francisco's
4: offense definitely thinking about McCaffrey. You know, controlling the game, Can long you, drives. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs uh, struggle against the run this year. Have been better in the postseason, but 18th against the run during the season. So I'm worried about you know them, you know seizing control of the game and you know take care. They're very good when they when they have a the lead. They're not good when they don't have the lead. I think they're with one in 31 now and they're down five points in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, that long, methodical drives and short passes to, to Kettle, Debo Samuel doing his damage in the backfield, and then McCaffrey, you know, catching the ball, running the ball, those kind of things. I think that's a, a concern. And for the Chiefs, it's about Kelsey and Rasheed Rice. I, I like them going against this 49ers defense. And, you know, the 49ers since week 10 have not forced a bunch of punts in the NFL. The Chiefs have been much better. At that, so just the picking up third downs, and really, it's on Mahomes' legs too. I think a lot of times, you know, I know Pacheco is the back, and we're always looking for Pacheco to be that guy to kind of lead the Chiefs in rushing. But you know, third and fours come Mahomes pick up that five yards and then slide. Can he continue to pick up the timely first downs because he's a very timely runner with the football? Will those timely runs come into effect, and can they convert those third and shorts with because the, they don't do the tush push and everything else? Can they right. still rely on everything else? and get those first downs. Excellent. Well,
1: can I ask one more question that just came in on the text line here? Um, and I'm glad somebody reminded us of this. Uh, Eric Bieniemy is, is available now and came back at one point and chatted with the Chiefs and kind of gave him a pep talk. Uh, somebody wants to know about his role now and, and his consulting. Well, he,
4: he doesn't work for the team at, at this point. They did let him come in there before the Baltimore game because he was there in Washington with the Commanders. And so he drove the short distance there to uh, to Baltimore and did speak to the team and they enjoyed it, but that's all he's done so far was that one kind of spoke to the team before. Will he be a consultant? We get another job in the NFL. Would he be back with the Chiefs? So he's not going to be offensive coordinator. Cause Matt Nagy, yeah. they're not going to remove him from his job. Um, I, I was asked a lot about that on the post game this year. Um, listen, Washington's offense wasn't that great this year. I mean, it's not like he lit the world on fire as offensive coordinator, but there is something missing with him. And it's that attitude and the players talk about it. Cause he didn't mind getting in your face. Like that's one thing. Sometimes I think they missed, you know, all the drops that they had some of the discipline stuff there. It would have drove him nuts. He was a very animated coach. He would let you know how he felt. And I felt that way that since day one in 2013, when he was running backs coach, with the Chiefs, and Andy Reid brought him in here, the first day Andy Reid coached here, Eric Bieniemy was on that coaching staff. I did think they missed that part of it, the fact that he's not afraid to yell at them. And I think that that was uh, something missing, but... No, I don't expect him to be part of this week with the Chiefs at all.
3: Interesting. Well, we're going to be re- listening to all of it. Uh, I know there's a, it's been a busy day. We had Cody on with us yesterday doing a little talking about what's going on out in Las Vegas. Tell us about what's coming up on 610 Sports between now and the game. Um, well, it's going to be uh, there's two, two programs on tomorrow uh,
4: for th- three hours apiece talking about the game Sunday. Uh, we have a morning show. Dusty will be on uh till noon and then with two o'clock the pregame will be simulcast with 106.5 the wolf the chiefs uh uh, official pregame show and then we'll do the postgame show and the postgame comments or marks you can listen to it on uh 610 sports radio and 106.5 the wolf so fm am whichever one you want you can listen to it and then uh, i'll take uh, phone calls for a couple hours beyond that two three hours four hours it doesn't matter i was Got the keys, so I'll go as long as I want.
3: <laughs> hey, Hopefully, all night. Hopefully all right. all night. Hey, we, we we would love it if you did, and we always love having you in here with us, Jay Binkley. Thanks, thanks so much for stopping thanks by. Appreciate Jay. you guys. Yep, you got it. There's yeah, always good to have banka
1: Definitely. All right. If you have thoughts, nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Be back here in just a couple of minutes on KNBC. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. There were fifteen flights today from KCI to Las Vegas. Uh, they started early this morning. Our friend Justin Meyer was tweeting out the pictures this morning as people started to leave. So let's say 300 people per flight-ish. <laughs> yeah. What's that math? <laughs>
3: times 15. Let's see. 4,500? Uh, well, that'd be 1,500 times 30. Yeah, 4,500. Exactly.
1: Okay. Um, wow, look at me doing math on the flight <laughs> calculator. Um, which doesn't even seem like that many, <laughs> you know, given – and a lot of people went yesterday – Uh, We know our own Dana Wright is headed out later tonight. Uh, Mm -hmm. I believe she's doing the whole show uh, today, although she admitted she's not going to have much attention span for it. Uh, If you have to work today, I don't know how you're I I don't know how you're doing it. This is yet another day where I'm glad we do this.
3: How busy are we thinking? I 70 West is going to be a little bit later on today. Yeah. uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I-70 West from people driving to Las Vegas, you mean?
3: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't even know what the best way would be to get there. Do you go down 35 and catch something else south of here, or uh, is it all about taking I-70? I've never done. I'll have to check the map.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, coming up in the next hour, we're going to go into a little uh, little bit more of the grocery side. But here's your advice from us. Uh, Do your groceries today before people get off work. This afternoon. Yes. Don't please. go tomorrow.
3: Yeah. Make make sure that you're all set with whatever you need before, uh, yeah, before too much time passes. So I'm just looking at the map right now, and it looks like yeah, probably the better way to go would be take I-35 all the way down to I-40 uh, in Oklahoma, and then I-40 goes okay. straight over into Las Vegas. But still, in all, yeah, it's it's going to be a busy day on the roads, and uh, I mean, I just wonder, you know, how many people are going to come over from Los Angeles? How many people are going to drive yeah. up from Phoenix? Oh, yeah. Are going to come in just because? Like we've been talking about all week, that atmosphere cannot be calculated. And and it's one of those things that you can't, until you experience, you can't put it together.
1: All right. So Mayor Quentin Lucas, uh, as promised, was on the Today Show this morning. I watched it early when Lindsay Shively was on with a group from Union Station. And then later on, we learned what the bet is going to be. Uh, I'm going to learn this for the first time here
2: of San Francisco, everybody in California, we are excited to play you in another Super Bowl. Another one. George and I bet you some Gates Barbecue back a few years ago. It worked out alright for us. We are proud to bet you some more Gates Barbecue, a beautiful Kansas City tradition. Right. You get not only the meats, the sauces, the spices, and the off chance that we're not successful. More than anything, however, I expect us to have a great game. Good luck to your 49ers. But we look forward to another good celebration in Kansas City. And go Chiefs! Go, go Chiefs! Chiefs! Okay.
3: okay.
1: So, it helped last time. Yeah. We don't have any idea what they are betting us. We have not learned that yet. No, and, with and the mayor he, of San Francisco,
3: and it's a little, it's it's a bit interesting because I mean he mentioned the Gates barbecue. That's uh, you know kind of a perennial, of course. Mm-hmm. You know you're going to go with that, and you're going to go with that winning formula. But I'm a little surprised because usually, uh, you know, beer is involved in this as well, and it's not mm-hmm. like I mean we've got some pretty good beer around here. San Francisco, honestly, has some pretty good beers that come out of there as well. I'm surprised that Boulevard wasn't a part of this.
1: He I did not watch it this morning, but he was tweeting out also what they bet last time. Oh, okay. He, what we bet last time, but that also included what they bet last time. Seafood, I'm gonna guess, comes out of, oh, yeah. out of San Francisco somehow, especially because some, that's something we don't necessarily pride ourselves on. Some uh, some nice crabs coming out of Fisherman's Wharf, sure. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So um yeah, we'll we'll see. So it was it was the whole uh a lot of uh, a lot of gate stuff there so if you have comments 913-586-7798 i know I, I, you know you knew the opinions were gonna hit as soon as he said gates but feel free to keep those coming in <laughs> oh
3: here we go yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and if um i'm trying to think of what beers are out of san francisco i would have to look if you know more about what san francisco would bet weigh in on that also yeah uh, we'll take a break here um, yeah, yeah.
3: I, I, was just, I was just trying to remember, uh, cause I know, I mean, Anchor steam was one of their famous ones, but we talked about that. They shut mm-hmm. down fairly recently and, uh, I don't know Flinkly if they've started, wine yeah, Wine coming the, out of
1: San Francisco. That's
3: true. Yeah. Uh, it, and something tells me ballast points out of there too, but I'll have to check.
1: Yeah. Feel free to, uh, make your suggestions here. 913-586-7798 back in a few minutes on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
1: 9135867798. Okay, so we know that Mayor Quentin Lucas is betting the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, gate stuff, all kinds of gate stuff. You're right, there was no beer in that, there was no, there was no liquor in that at all, nothing else just Gates barbecue. We found what the bet was in 2020, uh because it was the same mayors uh, that faced off 4 years ago. Weirdly, there are a lot of similarities in the universe between 2020 and this year, there was an NFL meme yesterday that compared. Here's everything about these two years that that's very close to the same. So we found that, and some of you are weighing in about what you think it should be.
3: Yeah, uh, and going back to 2020, it was funny that uh, we mentioned Anchor Brewing, but that uh, you know Anchor Steam Beer was a big deal out of San Francisco, and in 2020 that was indeed part of the bet was Anchor Brewing Company beer. They are now gone. They ceased operations a little while ago, and a uh, th- there was a an effort by some of the former employees to bid for the remains of it and resurrect it, and it didn't happen. So, yeah, they're, they're kind of on the hook. I looked up some of the more iconic beers out of San Francisco, and to be perfectly honest, I've never heard of any of
1: them. Um, is this the sfgate.com yep. list that you've got here? I'm looking to see if I recognize it. I'm not. Yeah, wh- Beer I mean, is not my thing the, anymore.
3: But. They have, in the same way that we do, I don't know that there's a big giant brewery left in the San Francisco area, but they have a lot of uh, small like, micro brews that are connected to restaurants and things like that. Uh, and they mentioned a company called Harmonic Brewing. That I've never heard of. You uh, know, any of these. 21st Amendment Brewing. 21st Amendment, of course, was <laughs> what repealed prohibition. Get it. <laughs> uh, bare Bottle Brewing. The only one that I, and uh, Cellar Maker was another one. The only one that I've heard of, and I couldn't name you a single beer that comes out of them, but I just remember hearing the name of the brewery is Olfactory Brewing Company.
1: Uh, i thought i had heard it too but i didn't
3: know why yeah and and i couldn't tell you either under what circumstances it came up but they're a a german style they do a lot of pilsners a lot of lagers things like that so yeah maybe not bad
1: somebody mentioned sourdough bread coming out of san francisco yeah that's a really good idea there's some pretty good chinese food coming out of san francisco it's i mean pick a thing again wine is probably what they should pick even though that's a little. Prissier than, <laughs> than some of the other stuff. I don't have a, I don't have a better word for it, but I'm glad you said it. But no. some of the world's best wine comes out of San Francisco. Yeah, so. how,
3: how far is Napa Valley from there? I mean it's it's a hike, but it's not a huge hike. Thirty right? minutes. Okay. Yeah.
1: 40 minutes. I mean it's it's just straight up, straight up north a little bit. So um and in, and in every area around there yeah the sourdough is a good idea what else did somebody say somebody else said something i'd forgotten about i know guys we're getting the rice a joke oh <laughs> chocolate from giardelli square yeah yeah giardelli chocolate is a really good idea
3: definitely uh yeah and and there was something else that was a rum cake that was part of the bet last time around too that
1: also doesn't sound okay. too too bad what else besides gates I, i'm surprised it was just the one thing
3: yeah that, that, um, like I said, I mean, I, I would be more than happy to see Boulevard involved in something like that. I, I, I think, you know, that's that's a pretty good offering from here. If you're looking for something that tastes of Kansas City that, you know, that's not directly related to barbecue. Um, Yeah.
1: Is is there something else that the popcorn? What's the popcorn? That's a big deal here. Ooh, Somebody you, knows you got there's me. a shop that's dedicated to it. I'll never think of it. My Friday brain is not <laughs> doesn't have the bandwidth for, for memory on a normal day. Um. Yeah. What's the stuff that we've put in there before? Okay. Somebody remembers what we've what we've done for stuff like this before. So feel free to yeah.
3: Because I think that, I mean know. Th- the one thing that I tell people that are not from here, you know, the f- following or not following, but during my tenure here, is that uh, I have noticed there is a tremendous Top amount. C's. So what now? Topsy's is it. Oh, Topsy's popcorn. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, but there's a, there's a tremendous amount of really good, high quality mom and pop Asian restaurants around here mm-hmm. and Asian of all stripe Vietnamese restaurants, mm-hmm. Korean restaurants, all of that. The problem is someone's there in San Francisco. Right. So you wouldn't be <laughs> yeah. giving them anything that's like specific to us. It's just one of those things that people don't think about with Kansas City, but we do it yeah. really well.
1: Yeah. Uh, feel free to suggest. Somebody said, why not trade wine for wine? How can I yeah, say this an,
3: and not Well, I mean there's some decent Missouri wineries, I think. No.
1: <laughs> I don't want to sound like a snob. Maybe, maybe um, not. All right. The wine that comes out of Napa and Sonoma is the best in the world. World class, yeah. And and because of geography, well, and it's geography that we don't have here.
3: I'm the last guy you're going to want to ask anyway, because if you ask me what the difference between good wine and great wine is, I have no idea. And I wouldn't be able to tell the, the, tell them apart if they were sitting in front of me.
1: You might. Okay. You might.
3: I've never tried. Um, yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, you might, especially once you taste the really, really good one. There's some decent wine that comes out here, but they probably laugh at us. Uh, somebody said Christopher Elbow chocolates. I like the chocolate trade. He has a store in San Francisco. I did not know that. Huh, okay. I like the Giardelli for the Christopher Elbow trade. That's a really cool idea.
3: Well, and that's another thing that that we do. We don't have as many uh, chocolatiers, I don't think, but Mm -hmm. there are some tremendous standalone, you know, again, like mom and pop sole proprietorship kind of bakeries around here of all kinds of different stripes. Jen and I were just talking with our aunt and uncle about one uh, in Overland Park that's a French bakery that you would drive by and never see it. But boy, if Mm -hmm. you go in, oh, Lord, they are so good.
1: Is that the one off Metcalf over by the Vietnamese restaurant? That's the one, exactly. I I can't think of the name of it, but I have it marked. It's a favorite on my map.
3: Not only is it in a strip mall, it's in the back of a strip mall. So you have to kind of drive around to see it. And boy, boy, it's just so good, though. Hold on. I can't tell you. It's got a French name, and I'll butcher it if
1: I try. So I'll find it here in a second, because it it, it would be an important one to remember. Yeah. Um, That's not it. Uh... This is going to take me. A, is that
3: it? Yeah. Sorry no. about that. I've, I just. I didn't. Yeah. Too, oh, too, too, too <laughs> I'll le, find it. It's called Uh Okay. Thank
1: yeah, you.
3: That's the one. And so yeah. That. And if I did but just butcher the French, my my apologies about that. But it's T O U S L E S J O U R S, and it's yeah, just north of 103rd Street off of Metcalf. Wow. Isn't that
1: Cafe V A V I E? is the Vietnamese place that's in that same. I think you're right. Yeah. It's amazing. The Vietnamese place is on the end. And it makes sense when you realize, you know, when you remember the connection between the French and the Vietnamese, there was a lot of intermingling there for a while. And so they're in the same, they're in the same strip mall there, but you gotta, you gotta go look for it. But
3: but Um, if you're looking for the corner, Jose peppers, it's the one, it's the corner where Jose peppers is. It's right behind there.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, keep these coming in uh, if you would like. While we have a couple of minutes here, we're going to talk more about the food scene for Super Bowl coming up with uh, Jenny Vergara from Feast Magazine coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But uh, Mama Kelsey is getting in on the helping out with the school lunch debt problem because Mama Kelsey can do no wrong, you know. Let's, of course, she was talking about the price of a suite. Can somebody pay for her for a sweet, please? Get, get that woman in a suite coming up for the, um, for the game. Uh, but it looks like they are doing this with mugs, some of these products. And they're using that money to pay for the school lunch debt.
3: And I love it. Yeah, it it was uh, another great idea that came out of another sole proprietorship here in town. Uh, This is the one that I mean, they've they've had a lot of the tchotchkes and things like the little bits of jewelry and stuff that you can get, uh, you know, with uh, the connection between Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey on them. And they went the next step and thought, you know, we should team up with Mama Kelsey because they they also had done the coffee mug that mm-hmm. said it's it's Mama Kelsey's world and we're just living in it. And she yeah. loved that and bought a whole bunch of them. And then tur- they turned around and said, hey, why don't we get together and we'll put your chocolate chip cookie recipe, that famous Mama Kelsey chocolate chip cookie recipe, on a mug. Mm-hmm. And and for every one we sell, we'll donate 5 bucks to pay off school lunch debt. And, of course, because she is who she is, she was all over it.
1: They're calling it Out of the Red Friday, yeah. which is just awesome. And it's already raised a couple thousand dollars, so super cool. And it's going to raise online. more.
3: I want the—I just want the cookies, yeah. so I'm going to have to get the mug right. so I can continue to make the
1: cookies. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, we'll talk more about food, uh, and we will find out how restaurants feel about the potential of a Super Bowl parade on one of their biggest days of the year. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. It will be a huge weekend for restaurants. Uh, and then there's a big day coming up next week as well. Maybe a special guest to go further into it.
3: Jenny Vergara, food columnist, broadcaster, and all around bon vivant and food expert. So great to have you back with us on the program. How's everything going?
0: Everything's great. Thanks so much. I mean, I'm sitting here wearing red. I hope you guys are too. This is the week to trot out all of our Chiefs wear. You know, the 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 spirit is electric. I'm sitting here. I'm getting emails from people saying, "Go Chiefs." Everybody's email is the sign off, <laughs> yes. "Go Chiefs," right? Right, uh-huh. no matter
3: what the subject of the email is, that that's, that's right. always got to got to be how it ends up. Well, let's start with a little bit of talking about Sunday evening at uh, at at Casa Vergara. Uh what are your plans for your Super Bowl spread?
0: Well, I can tell you, you as somebody in food and drink who, you know, kind of reports and writes on it. There's not a restaurant in town that wants to see me coming through the door on a big day like Super (laughs) Double Sunday. They they don't want to see me coming. So I'm staying home. We've got a little neighborhood party, and I think that's the way that we're going to do it this year. But I have right now in my kitchen a a bit of a science project. I'm making clarified margaritas to take to this kind of neighborhood party. So if you can imagine um, margaritas that are fat washed with milk. And it just makes it really silky smooth, brings out all the flavors. Um, I think we've got another neighbor that's kind of doing a taco bar. So that's kind of where I got my idea for doing uh, clarified margaritas. So that's, that's what I'm doing. I would like to report back on how that turns out because I'm very
1: intrigued at that. Thank it's, you.
0: It's, yeah, it's not a hugely um, complicated process, but it just takes time because you have to literally like let kind of the booze and the citrus and, you know, um, the orange liqueur kind of seeps through the milk solids because it kind of curdles the milk instantly. So there's a whole a whole science to it. But I'll let you know. I'll let you know how it goes. I'm, I'm encouraged.
1: <laughs> As I go squirrel here for half a second, I think it was Manifesto that used to do a duck fat lined cocktail. They used to have duck fat around the outside of the glass and on top. And I can't remember what was it, a bourbon probably or something like that. But um, that's what that is bringing to mind. Okay, what are restaurants expecting for Sunday? How big of a deal? How much money? What percentage of their budgets this year? How big will it be on Sunday?
0: Well, you know, this is kind of the interesting part right now about where we are. Um, you know, this is not our first Super Bowl, right? So most restaurants have this Super Bowl routine down pat after the last few years with this sports ball club. I mean, they know hey, if we're going to the Super Bowl, this is what we need to do, this is how we need to plan. So I just have to start off by saying that none of this is like catching anybody off guard and nobody's scrambling. I mean, everybody who knows and watches the Super Bowl and has watched the Chiefs progress this year, those tours are tracking it the entire season. So they know. And what's happening now is that you're seeing larger venues with lots of space. Um, I think about the power and light, or distilleries, or hotels, or even like bigger breweries. They're all hosting chiefs parties. They've put together a full package. It's kind of like New Year's Eve, where you can buy a ticket for sixty bucks or seventy bucks, or you know maybe up to a hundred, and you get a full buffet of food, you get all the drinks you want, and then you obviously have a big screen, you know, where you're watching the game. So for places that, and this is kind of the distinction I have to make here, for restaurants that actually have TVs in them, this is a huge day, right? And most of them have decided to just sell tickets, sell their room out, uh, make sure they're full, and then that way they know exactly the food and drink that needs to be prepared. So those are kind of like the bars and restaurants that have TVs. For restaurants that don't have TVs in them, right, there's no way to watch the game, they're getting creative and doing like big party platters or catering events. So you see a lot of that going on. I've seen more ads for like a giant taco platter. I think about some place like Taco Naco. They have kind of two locations right now in Overland Park and Westport. They have full refrigerated cases full of margarita mix, um, salsas, cheese dips, bean dips. I mean, all kinds of things that they're selling to help everyone kind of celebrate at home. So it just depends on whether or not, you know, you're a place that has a television or not. In terms of what you're doing for Super Bowl. Yeah. And
3: let's stay with those people who are going to be hosting the parties at home, whether they're having them catered or whether they're making a bunch of food or a combination of both where you order some stuff in and then just sort of augment. And the mm-hmm. mistakes that people make. I remember I was at a friend's Super Bowl party and I was on the cleanup crew after the party ended. And the the mistake that he made was he had about twice as much food as he needed. It's hard to gauge that sometimes. What are some of the other things, the downfalls and the pitfalls that we should be thinking about when preparing to host a party like that at home?
0: You know, I think there's a couple of things that are really important. We have to consider, obviously, alcoholic beverages and then non-alcoholic beverages. You know, this is something that often gets overlooked because not everyone is necessarily drinking right now. There's a lot of people that are trying to, you know, continuing either a dry January or they're just, you know, sober in general. So you've got to have something other than water for these people to drink. And so I always think it's nice just to have like a big kind of a big pitcher set out, a big bowl set out with some ice in it and have some non-alcoholic choices that are just kind of tucked in there along with your, you know, cans of beer or, you know. Seltzers or whatever it is that you happen to be serving. So you have to remember those folks um, when you're doing that. And then also just water. I mean, you can't go to a Super Bowl party and drink for four hours straight and walk upright and out of that place. So please be sure to have a corner somewhere where you're giving people the option to, hey, take a break from a cocktail and maybe have a glass of water or two while they're at it. I always have just kind of a big pitcher sitting out in different places with, you know, cups that are next to it so people can kind of help themselves. But, you know, in terms of like feeding a crowd, Restauranteurs, anybody you're asking to come party, they, you know, cater your party, they will help you actually do the math and help figure it out. Um, But you know, the rule of thumb, and I always say this too. If you're offering drinks, for example, at a Super Bowl party, maybe ask everybody to bring something. I mean, it's not unusual, and everybody has their favorite kind of Super Bowl dip, dish, wings, whatever it is that they're famous for making. So let people show off. I don't think anybody should necessarily, you know, it's expensive. Hosting parties these days, are, food is expensive. Drink is expensive. So kind of share that, share that with everybody. Let everybody bring something.
1: I want to talk about Valentine's Day. Um, how big of a day for restaurants is Valentine's Day to begin with? And given the possibility now, you know, because the NFL says you got to do your parade within 72 hours. If there were to be a parade that is on Valentine's Day and, you know, the parade's at noon. But a lot of people are going to stay downtown and go around and drink. They're not going to be going and, and having a fancy dinner
0: that night. Is there concern about it? Yeah, so we should definitely talk about this. And this actually happened last year as well. Uh, When we won the Super Bowl last year, so this is again not a problem that's necessarily brand new, but it's something we kind of bump up against. Um, The downtown restaurateurs, right, those that would be on the parade route, have already started to lobby um, the mayor to say, please don't have this parade. On I know it's typically on a Wednesday, but that is Valentine's Day this year, and it absolutely just sucks the wind out of what happens to be one of the most important holidays. I mean, after Restaurant Week in January. The restaurants are hanging on by their fingernails trying to make it to Valentine's Day because it is the next big bump. It's the natural kind of time of year that a lot of people choose to go out, spend money in the restaurants. And the restaurants are needing that in order to kind of help them float into spring. So financially, Valentine's Day has a lot of meaning for a lot of restaurants. But I have already heard that, um, you know, if it gets moved, it will likely be moved to Tuesday, which would be the 13th of February, which also happens to be Fat Tuesday, so let me just tell you what that party is going to look like. <laughs> oh my god. Right? Oh,
3: it never ends. Yeah, no doubt. Well, and and I mean that's just part of being here because we always love a good excuse to go out to dinner or go out and party, right?
0: Right, right. I mean, really. So, for the restaurants that don't have TVs that maybe are a little finer dining, they need Valentine's Day. And you're right. You know, when you have something like a parade, I mean, we all know what it's like if you go to brunch and have too many drinks, you're dead the rest of the day. You're not, you know, you're not rallying and going back out that night. So people usually have kind of one party animal in them. And it either comes out, you know, in one event or another. So I do think that um, the parade will likely move just because there are so many restaurants downtown that would be impacted, obviously, uh, adversely by having it on Valentine's Day.
1: I am shocked at the number of people I know um, that, keeping in mind the game's not till 5.30, you said four hours of drinking. I have <laughs> heard of bars that are going to be open at 10 a.m. for yeah. people to come in and start drinking seven hours before the game.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't know who wants that liability. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how yeah. I look at it, right? I mean, somebody's got to clean up these people. but. The truth of the matter is, is that I think a lot of people are um, – you know, restaurateurs are, know how to handle a party. They know when people are celebrating. I mean, we have all kinds of holidays in this town. I think about um, um, St. Patrick's Day is oh, a great yeah. example, mm-hmm. where, right, where the bars open really early and people are partying kind of all day. So, you know, I think there is some celebration that needs to happen for sure. But, you know, the truth is, is that Kansas City knows how to do this. We know what it takes. You know, we know how to <laughs> – how to throttle and be able to kind of do this and, you know, still enjoy the experience while still getting our party on. So I have no doubt that we'll, we'll figure it out for sure.
3: Jenny Vergara, if people want to keep up with you, what you're writing about this, are you going to be doing any tweeting about this live blogging and stuff between now and Super Bowl Sunday and where can we uh, keep track?
0: Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at JJ Vergara. And then I'm also the food columnist for in Kansas city magazine. So I'm writing for the magazine. Now you can find all my articles on their website.
3: Excellent. We'll find go you there. Go Chiefs. Yes, and go Chiefs. Jennifer Guerrero, thank go you Chiefs. so much.
0: Thanks so much.
3: You got it. Take Thanks a bunch. So
0: yeah, that
1: would be pressure to have Jenny at your party. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <really>? like, what's <laughs> the signature dish that we all have to measure up to? She's
3: judging me. I can feel it from yeah. here. She doesn't like my dip.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh coming up the next hour after 1130, we'll talk more about the grocery side of this and what people are ordering. So we'll do that coming up. Straight ahead. Who wants in on the game now for a new Royal stadium? There is no end to this. We'll get to that in the next hour here on KMBZ.
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.